have Johnny Manziel news once again. We do? Uh, yes, Johnny Manziel. Uh, he's always doing I, something. I don't, I, I'm surprised to hear that. I mean... Yeah, he's usually so I off saw, the radar. He was uh, getting his life back together, uh, ready to take the where, the, the... where exactly did you see that? You say you saw on that. His, on his Facebook page? On his Instagram? Yeah. Is that where we saw it? Well, as it turns out, Johnny Manziel was supposed to be attending a party over Memorial Day weekend, and he went missing, never showed up at the party, so people were worried about where's Johnny Manziel, oh no, and you know where they found him? Mm-hmm. At the club. <laughs> That's pretty much the extent of the Johnny Manziel made the news over Memorial Day weekend story. Okay. When in doubt, look for Johnny Manziel at the club. Some club in New York City. What are the odds he'd be hanging out there? Well, based on what I saw on his Facebook page, zero. It was just a picture of him like with his eyes closed, just being like, just dreaming of playing on Sunday or whatever yeah, that was. Petting his puppy. Petting his know? puppy. Yeah. Gracious. But are, are, do we have Johnny Manziel fatigue at this point? Well, yeah, well, uh, what I have, I guess, to be, I mean, now, all joking aside, is that I'm just not surprised by anything that he does now. We've already played... Just be like, what, I can't believe he did that. Yeah, we've played the Johnny Manziel Mad Libs uh, Bad Choice Generator game, Mm -hmm. and it turned out all of those things already happened. Mm -hmm. So now now it's at a point, now, he doesn't have a job in the NFL. He's basically a Kardashian, right? Yeah, uh, but, yeah, he is. I was going to qualify it, but I don't think I have to, I guess. Not really. I mean, he's also getting... No sex tape yet, though. No, give it a sec. Uh, (laughs) That's only a matter of time. He's going to need to make money doing something. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is getting sued by the people who he's housed he destroyed and was caught passed out on a table full of cocaine at. So that's happening, too. But that's that's less exciting than the actual party that went down first. But uh, is he ever going to play in the NFL again? I mean, he wasn't that good when he was there. Sorry, Cleveland no, fans. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got another chance at some point, but will he actually play now? Will he actually play? He needs to get just somebody just telling him what to do that he'll respect, but, I mean, who even is that person in this world? Von Miller reached out and tried, and if you can't get it from Von Miller, where do you even think you're going to get it from? I think, didn't Tyron Matthew also reach out? I don't know. It's like all these guys, and he's just like, no, nah, man, I got a handle on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if there's an example of a guy that clearly does not have a handle on it, it's Johnny Manziel. Right. Yeah, hey, everybody. <laughs> you have made it back to the next thrilling chapter of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And, yeah, we, yeah, we got the uh, requisite Johnny Manziel blast out of the way, right? Yeah. People expect it from us at this point, right? If we're not talking about Johnny Manziel, people think there's something wrong with us. Yeah, they think we're not paying attention, I guess. Yeah, like, oh, Ray, how'd you let that Johnny Manziel story escape you? It's like, well, we just don't always want to talk about Johnny Manziel. He's a mess. What do you want? <laughs> He's always going to be doing something stupid or being photographed at a club or looking really sad doing something, and we're, we're, we're over it. Get another job or quit or do whatever. Run for Congress, whatever the next stage is for Johnny Mantell. I could see him as a congressman, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Congressman in some, some corner of Texas or something. Texas or Ohio. Oh, really? You, you don't think he could be a, no, a, a, I don't the think congressman so because, from Cuyahoga because, Falls? Because he wasn't good in Ohio, so no one would vote for him. You don't think the fine people of Findlay, Ohio, would uh, uh, w- would embrace Johnny Manziel as one of their own? You don't think the people of Kettering? Mm-hmm. You don't think they're coming out for Johnny Manziel? I, I think he I might have a chance. But we got other stuff we want to talk about this week, Brent. Uh, by the way, did you know this is going on, the NBA Finals? I did. Uh, look, sometimes... 
Sometimes we're wrong about things. All right. Sometimes we're wrong so, about things. So all I can say is, Ray, I, you're right. Thank you. I was wrong. Thank you. Oh wait, well, no. We'll get into it. Was exactly the opposite. We'll get into deeper detail about mm-hmm. that in a sec. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit of football, a little bit of football news popping through, as well as we're talking about two shows right now: Preacher and Game of Thrones. Both interesting. Yeah. I got something to say on both of them. But for different reasons. For absolutely different reasons. And that's because they're different shows. Well, it helps. About different things. That they are different shows tonally, different shows completely, different shows in every possible way. Did you ever watch that that weird, it was like a miniseries about uh, this, this like band leader that would go back in time and he, people wouldn't remember if they had been in the future already. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. What is the show? It was called like Tonal Recall or something like that. Tonal Recall? Please yeah. tell me that's not real. It's not real. Please tell me you just made that up. I just made that up. Okay, thank God. But would you watch Tonal Recall? I'm not going to lie. I, I honestly was just like, <laughs> I could see that being a show. Why not? And then they name it Tonal Recall. Tonal Recall. I like it. Here's the deal. Get a get a treatment. All right. Done. Done. Uh, we also might talk if we have time at the end of the show today. If we have enough time left, we I I kind of I'm kind of wanting to talk about a video game we played mm-hmm. called The Park, which is more of a narrative experience than a video game per se. Uh, I will say this: I played the game for ninety minutes. Yep, that's about right. And got one thousand gamer points. That is also about right. I missed one. Yep. Achievement. And which one did you miss? Is it the same one I missed? Just the park one. Going outside of the park. Oh no, I did that one. That's the first thing I did. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't know if that meant leaving or going. So I figured either way, I could just go back. At the I, time. I missed the cutscene of the bumper cars. Well, that's neither here nor oh, there. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so here we go. So we're going to be talking about all this stuff and more, probably after three seconds of Nirvana. All right, Brent, I'm going to give you the floor to gloat for just a sec right here because we made a bet last week. I really believe Golden State Warriors were the far better team than Cleveland. Can I go ahead and start backtracking now? Yeah, But please, I did believe please. that Wait, uh, Ray, the NBA wants a, a championship Watch in out, Cleveland. you're going to hit that wall behind you. you yeah, thank you. I'm like Homer Simpson with the hedge. Mm-hmm. Just backing out and right back out back again wearing the, the Golden State. Uh, yeah, so I thought the NBA wants a championship in Cleveland, and I still think they do. But Cleveland is so far and away not nearly on the same plane of existence as Golden State at this point. Yeah. The NBA can't help. They gave Stephon Curry four fouls in the early third quarter, and it still lost it's by like 35 still points. Still lost by, yeah. It's so the, what's it matter? It's, it's aggregate score of plus 48 in the two games. It's pretty rough. That's the biggest in NBA Finals history. Over two games. Over two games. Here's the deal. I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah. Well, it's kind of playing out so far. And look, I don't even care, Ray. Honestly, I don't even care if Cleveland wins games three and four. They're not winning a game at Oracle. I still don't believe them. Clearly. Except what happens if Cleveland wins games three and four? Wins game five. (laughs) Wins not five, Uh, not six, not seven. If they win in game five, then they win not in six and not in seven. (laughs) They still lose. Um... Yeah, the, and honestly, like the first two games, they've really gotten nothing out of Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. Uh, neither one has still, played particularly well. Still rolling them. Uh, here's the deal: Steph Curry probably had one of his worst performances in Game Two of the NBA Finals, and then they win by thirty, well, thirty-five, or whatever. I, I, Come on. Yeah, I mean, 
worst performances scoring wise, but he didn't play really in the fourth quarter. He didn't have to. I was going to say, here's another he thing. He sat out eight minutes in the third quarter and then didn't play in the fourth quarter. So yeah, he played like 21 minutes. Didn't didn't have to play. Didn't have to play. Didn't got to. So it's kind of playing out how I thought. I said that Golden State's bench is way better. Oh, infinitely. and they have been. I said that Cleveland doesn't play good enough defense. They haven't. And I said that they're trying to do what Golden State's doing, but Golden State's better at it. And that's what's all of those things have happened. Let me paint a picture for you. <laughs> Kevin Love has the concussion. Got elbowed in the head, is in the concussion protocol yeah, for the uh, NBA right now. Can I say right now? They made him mad. He's gonna they knock some sense into him. He's gonna dominate Kevin Love 40 points in really? game three. I'm gonna put Here's it out there. That's what I think. I think Why Kevin not? Love and look, whatever. He's he's a decent player. But I don't think he has the heart of a champion, and oh. I don't think he even comes back for the rest of the series. What? He begs off the lab, whatever two or three games are left, and just keeps saying, "No, nah, I'm feeling a little dizzy still." Kevin Love doesn't have the heart of a champion. What you mean? Because he doesn't play defense in the fourth quarter? Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, that's exactly what that means. It's also weird because he got hit, and it didn't look like a very hard hit. Didn't to look the very head. bad at all, did it? And also, he played the whole rest of the first half, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of the second half, oh, now we're down twelve. You know what? Feeling a little dizzy, guys. Feeling dizzy. That's sort of like when you're when you don't feel like going into work. So you kind of wake up and you feel like you know you're just like generally just morning feeling, and you're just like, uh oh, you're just might kinda, be ha- might have something yeah, here. You're just kind of tired, and you're like, I don't want to go to work. You know what? Ooh, maybe, you know my stomach is hurting a little. Uh, a little st- maybe my head hurts a little bit. Oh man. To go in today, I just don't think that's in the cards. Better be safe. Yeah. You know, I don't want everybody else to catch what I've got, which Thank is you. I don't want to be here. I just. Yes. <laughs> and I think Kevin Love has it in a major way right now. But I think that blow to the head will do him good. I think LeBron James, the greatest NBA player in the history of the league, gets his troops together, get, tells Kyrie Irving, and he just says, hey, Buster Brown, it's time that we pull this up, pick up our bootstraps, and beat the Golden State Warriors. Well, I, I just don't understand what the thinking was behind, you know, Golden State last year, they really amped up the defense in the finals, okay? Uh, Kyrie Irving never plays defense. Yeah, but Kevin remember- Love never plays. So how did they think that they were going to stop Golden State? Well, they were just hoping they would miss shots. A streaky team can just go into a funk like that. And you can just overwhelm but, them. But Golden State's not a streaky team. Well, they're a streaky team. They're just always on. They're, well, <laughs> they're someone, just never they on. They have enough players that someone's always – they have enough good players that somebody's always on. So that makes them not streaky. Because they're losing to a guy named Barbosa? Is that why? Oh, my goodness. Oh. They lost to a guy named Sean Livingston in the first game That's and right. Barbosa in the second game, That's basically. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Now, does, I mean, people – before the series started, you know how many pundits I heard say, I think Cleveland's got this series. I think they're the better team. Shock the world. LeBron's going to get his. Besides myself, yeah. I heard a lot of them saying that. Oh, I Now, those exact same people are coming back two games later saying, is this a Golden State sweep? Yeah. Look, put your cards on the table and play out the hand. Don't fold it before you see the river. Right. You know what I'm saying? Although, like, we don't know how it's going to go yet. Although, at least they're smart enough to see the, the writing on the wall. I mean, look, even if Golden State plays way worse... They still win the games. And are Clay and Steph going to stay this cold for the whole series? Zero chance of that. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, do you remember when the Dallas Mavericks won their championship? They were down two games to none. Mm-hmm. I think they even lost both of them at home. But those and they were, came back and won four straight. But those were competitive games, though. And that was a Dallas team that was – they figured out they had a different lineup. They put uh, – oh, what's his name? Kenny uh, – there's six Jason Terry to start tearing it up after game two. Yeah. If I, if I remember what happened off the bench. My whole point through it, though, is until I've seen what happens in game three, 
I'm not ready to rule out the Cavaliers just yet. They're clearly the inferior team, but they have an angry LeBron, and we'll see what kind of a leader well, he is. We already know the answer sure. to that, but and, we'll see if he can pull it together. And what I'm saying is, I don't even care if they just give Cleveland the next two games. They're not winning They're a game at Oracle. They're not going to win a game at Oracle, I don't believe. There's a better chance Oracle walks. Yeah. It's yeah. a Batman reference for you there. Yeah. Thank you. Um... I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do you did, think it's going to be a sweep? This, didn't, didn't I say this is not going to be a close series? I believe you did say yeah. that, and I didn't either, and I still don't. Cleveland dominates games three, <laughs> four, five, and six. I did say Cleveland wins in six. Mm-hmm. I just didn't say how it's we were going to. Still get possible. There. It's still possible, right? It's feeling rough Keep right hope now. Alive. Well, uh, here's the deal. I know, hey, and you know what? You still have possibility. I said Golden State in five. I. It's still possible that Cleveland will win, win one game and force a game five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. The truth is out there. Uh, I, here's the deal. I'm not going to rule them out until they're out because uh, Cleveland, let's face it, it's to be a very Cleveland thing to do to be down and then come back in a strong way against the 72, 73 game uh, winning champions. Come on. But if Cleveland's going to do it. This is how. They lost the last three games of the finals last year, and at least one of those games had to be at Cleveland. And then they lost both games this year yes, in blowout did. fashion and they they were down by like 43 points at home this year at cleveland and now they've lost the first two sets so seven so what makes you think something's going to change especially with kevin love probably not going to play in game three now uh here's the deal uh, i would say lebron said it better than me when he said how many games are you going to lose to golden state not three not four not five. Oh wait not six. Oh wait yeah not four. seven. Oh wait four exactly four well, That's seven right. in a row now. Oh, oh, it's best of seven. We don't play all seven? Oh, okay, then four. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say not four? I meant four. Can we play five anyway? <laughs> I'll show up. It could be a sweep, but I, pro- I'll give Cleveland the benefit of the doubt that they'll win one of those games. But I I'm, I think my Cleveland, my Golden State in five is looking real good Here's right the now. deal. Cleveland wins game three by 20 points. You're going to see all the pundits turn right back around again and, and proclaim LeBron the greatest player of a generation. What happened to Steph Curry? That's three games in a row. He hasn't played that well. You'll watch the narrative change, and all LeBron has to do is win one flipping game at home. You're probably right about the pundits, but, you know. They're wrong. Since when do we listen to those guys? Yeah. But I'm just saying I'm not, I don't have to read that statement yet. No, not yet, but... But uh, uh, the fat lady's warming up. We have to read it. It's going to be on your Facebook, right? We're doing both. Oh, we're doing it's both? It's a written statement that will also go on the Facebook. Oh, it's so... Unless... Oh, so... no, wait. You're right. We didn't agree to that. Oh, yeah. We didn't. I'll check the tape. But yeah, that, God, that's so good. Yeah, that's thank so you. So good. Uh, well, anyway, there's our NBA... Well, hey, if yes. you want to make it more than that, I mean, I feel like you got me on the ropes a little bit here, and I shouldn't take this bet, but if you want to do more than that... You know, in honor of Muhammad Ali, maybe <laughs> Cleveland's just playing rope-a-dope. Just take their best punches, get Steph tired out. And in honor of Muhammad Ali, when you have to read that statement, I will make it the greatest. That statement will be the greatest. It'll be the prettiest. It'll be the thriller. It'll shock the world. Coming out of a manila envelope. Muhammad Ali. You know what? When I was a kid, he was already old Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Um, So I didn't get to see him live, you know, do any of those great, uh, you know, pre-draft uh, weird thing where he got kicked out of boxing for three years. I never th- got to see him before that. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's weird? And we'll talk about Muhammad Ali for a sec because we're here. Uh, I remember him lighting the Olympic torch in 1996. It's a good year. Atlanta. And he had the shaky hands, and people didn't – I hadn't really known, I don't think, too much prior to that that he had that condition. How about that was know? 20 years ago, and he's still going. Well, yeah. was still going, you yeah. know. 
Uh, definitely a great champion. Is it weird that the, a lot of people that are celebrating Muhammad Ali are the exact people that would have crucified him back in the day during his time of uh, not going to the war and going to jail mm-hmm. and just being a Muslim? Yeah. <laughs> being the oh, face about, of peaceful Muslims How about Muslims how Trump everywhere? was like, you know, celebrating him and then people were like, uh, he knows he's a Muslim, right? Well... Famously, Donald Trump tweeted, uh, why is Barack Obama talking about the great Muslim athletes? Who the heck are these great Muslim athletes? I can't come up with any. And then he was the first person to to celebrate Mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali upon his passing. Seemed a little bit weird, Mr. Trump. Here's the deal, though. Still going to vote for you. (laughs) Shut up. I'm just going to be happy when this election season is over. Look, I I can't wait for uh, Donald Trump to start uh, sending out tweets uh, congratulating Sharif Abdul-Rahim for all his three-point shots for, for the Denver Nuggets back in the day. He's also going to congratulate Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf oh! on his fasting during the NBA season. Oh, what about, uh, oh, I'm sure he wasn't a fan of Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, of the Dream Team? That's right. Hey, he probably didn't even want Amir Abdullah to come back to the country after That's the right. London games. <laughs> I mean, that's so, it's so silly, but I have no problems politicizing this show because it's not politics. It's just Trump being an idiot. It's kind of a dumb thing to say. Yeah. Like, uh, 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 you can't name a single Muslim athlete. <laughs> like, Interesting. How? Hmm. How can you not name a single Muslim athlete? You have to be, like, really trying hard not even to come up with Kareem Abdul freaking Jabbar. Thank you. I'm just saying it's right there for you. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, we're going to be right back. we got to talk a little pro football. Yeah. After three seconds of. Weezer. Are you into pro football focus? Are you familiar with the job they do? They break down players, break down uh, teams. They I'm do some pretty in-depth with research. Their work. I, I yeah. Let's let's. Are you saying that something they did was not to your satisfaction? I would say yes. Something they did. I think you've just hit the nail on the head. Uh, they did their release of top one to sixteen best NFC teams and one to sixteen top AFC teams right now. It's like you 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 went to uh, pro football focus. And as if it was like one of your favorite restaurants, and you order the amuse bouche, and you're like, "That was more than one bite. That's not an amuse bouche. That's inappropriately sized, sir." Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, who do you think? Who do you think? I know. I don't think you've seen this article. I have not seen it. So, who do you think the two teams are that they have tied as the best teams in the NFC? Okay, there's um, two teams both projected at twelve and four. Who do you think those two teams are? The Green Bay Packers. That is incorrect. Okay. The Packers would be fourth at eleven and five. Mm, okay. Then, well, then it's got to be Seattle. Seattle's one of those two teams. And then Arizona. Arizona Cardinals are the other okay. team. Yes. Carolina Panthers also at eleven and five in the three hole. So, okay. I think Arizona's good. They might take a step backwards. I think Seattle's definitely taking a step backwards this year, especially the fact that they have to play Arizona twice, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twelve and four might be a little high. I like Arizona this upcoming year. Who do you think the two teams are? They put at the very bottom of the entire NFC. I'm sorry, there are three teams, all of which are four and twelve. Okay. Who do you think the worst three uh, teams are in the NFC? Let me just pull up the the NFC so I can make sure I ha- I'm thinking of all the teams. Okay. Sure. I'm going to say Redskins. That is in- way incorrect. The Redskins they have as a playoff team. Really? All right. Niners? The 49ers are the worst team in the NFC according to Pro Football and Focus. Then, and then who's the other worst team? Two of them. Two of them tied. And two of them tied. Uh, Falcons? No. 
Not the Rams. The Rams are one of those two teams. Okay. And who do you think that third team is, Brent, and why I would be bringing it up? Dallas Cowboys? I wish it was the Dallas Cowboys. Chicago Bears? It is. You'd think it would be the Chicago uh, Bears. New Orleans Saints? Uh, very close, but no. Tampa Bay? Nope. Mm, Philadelphia? Uh, you'd think again, but uh, no. New York Giants? Nope. <sighs> you, you've guessed basically every team except Minnes- the correct one. Minnesota Vikings? That is also incorrect. Well, it can't be the team I was actually thinking of that probably will be the worst of all of them, which is the Detroit Lions. That's who I think is going to be Shockingly, 4-12, they have the Detroit Lions as the 15th best team of 16 in the NFC, and that is a travesty. That uh, is outrageous. Ray, <laughs> look, I would love to hate on the Detroit Lions right now, but even I have to say that is a ridiculous <laughs> prediction. <laughs> Thank you. 4-12, and 12, there is no way they will win even four games. Oh my Thank God. you very How much. Dare you. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I will say right now, the Vegas line, the people who actually make money on this stuff, have the Lions over under at seven. I still think that that is probably low, but at least that's showing a modicum of respect. I think that's in the could-be ballpark. Seven and then ten would be like the upper range. I would say ten is what I would hope for this year. So if year. you have seven and then ten is the upper, then four would be the lower. Three above, three below. I don't see how this team with this schedule possibly only wins four games. Now, I guess, and here's the thing. I wish thing. I could roll back the tape of you every year talking, because I could every year he'd be like, I don't see how this team wins less than bloop. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, super cut that for us. <laughs> Put that together. Thank you. Uh, Bob Quinn, the GM of the, this is why this is the case. Bob Quinn, the GM of the Detroit Lions, was asked about pro football focuses player rankings mm-hmm. before the draft, and he said, I don't use their player rankings. I don't think they're very valuable. Pro Football Focus then throws a hissy, says, oh, yeah, well, we think you have the worst team in all of your conference. Neener, neener, boo-boo, suck it, nerds. And I find that to be absolutely disgusting. Seven and nine last year with one of the hardest schedules that they've ever seen. A defense that wasn't very good and the worst rushing attack in all of football. They were seven and nine. This year, they have a more balanced offense. They have their defensive players coming back. And an easier schedule, and you say they're only going to win half the number of games they won the previous year? That's outrageous. I see nothing wrong with that analysis. How dare you, sir? Would you like to uh, talk about the Kansas City Chiefs on the other side? Uh, what are they supposed to be, like 8-8? Eight and eight? If you were to make a prediction, where, uh, what position do you think they'd be in, and what record do you think they'd be put in? Uh, okay, they're probably lower well, than I think. Before we start, okay. we'll do the same game again. Who do you think uh, one team they have is 13-3 and three rated as who's the best team in the AFC? Uh, New England. Uh, second best team was New England. First best team at 12-4, and four, but the best team 13-3, and three, not Denver. Kansas City? Nope. Oh. Of course not. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not I found this a bit shocking. Not Indianapolis. Oh, no, definitely not. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, oh yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thirteen and three yeah, I, I in thought, that division. I, I forgot about. I forgot. I totally forgot about that whole division right there. Uh, well, I don't know. They have a lot of skill players. I, I don't think they're thirteen and three. I think they're more like ten and six, eleven. That five. feels much better to me. Ten and six feels much better. How about the two worst teams in the AFC? Two of them tied at four and twelve. Raiders. No Raiders. They have shockingly high. I saw one. That had the Raiders. Uh, I saw another thing like this that had Raiders four and twelve. I was like, oh, that would be hilarious. Oh my gosh, that seems unlikely. Uh, San Diego. Nope. Mm, who's terrible in the? Well, there's one oh, team that should be obvious. No, not Jacksonville. They're moving up. One was obvious to me. The other was not. Is it in the East? One of them. One was in the East. So who's in the East? 
Oh, Buffalo? Nope. Who is it? The Miami Dolphins are the what? worst team in the AFC, according that. and the I Cleveland Browns, of course, were the oh, other Cleveland. team. God, I, obvious. I didn't know. I didn't consider the Cleveland Browns a team. Did I, I thought, thought they, they got, got relegated? Yeah, I thought they got relegated. I thought they were playing in the CFL now, like and years, the Rough Riders came up three years, and then like we'll see what happens. You know, <laughs> you finish last. Pl- you get the number one overall pick two years in a row, and I'm sorry, you get you get you got to go play with the Blue Bombers and the Argos. Uh, yeah, they have the Miami Dolphins, weirdly enough, as a 4-12 and team, which seems a little unfair to me. I think that team, I don't think they're a great football team by any stretch of the imagination, but they're not the worst team. They're not worse than Cleveland in the AFC. Uh, now, what record do you think and what positioning do you think they have your Kansas City Chiefs? Hmm. All right, I'm going to say 9-7. and 9-7 and seven is correct, okay. which puts them at the sixth best team, playoff-worthy Right above the Houston Texans and right below the Denver Broncos. Wow. I would just ask this question. Besides all of their reasoning, they think Kansas City is going to take a step backwards this year. I don't think they're going to be 11-5 and five again. I think that's a fair statement to make. 9-7 and seven seems appropriate. Aren't they going to be better than the Denver Broncos this year, though? I think they'll be. I don't know if they'll have a. You know, this is weird in football because I've thought this in certain seasons. I think the Chiefs will actually be better than they were last year, but they may not have the, a better record. I think that's fair. You know what I mean? But they're better than the Broncos, aren't they? And the Broncos are Super Bowl champions I with mean, that great defense, but, but they lost players. But until somebody shows that they can beat that play that team in the playoffs, that defense in the playoffs, you got to give them the respect, I would guess I would say. Even though I hate the Broncos, you I, know I do. I suppose that's true, but we do understand Mark Sanchez is their quarterback, right? Yeah. But Am I missing something here? They'll find something, and then they also always find some running back that like no one has heard of, and then they do their system. They end up running for 1,500 yards. they got C.J. Anderson to do that, and, and they've they got Ronnie good, Hillman. And they have good wide receivers, you know? So they but just who's need- throwing them the ball? I still think something's going to happen before the season where they have. Peyton Manning, unretire. I mean, come back to lead the Denver many, Broncos. How many AFC championships did Mark Sanchez lead his team to with a dominating defense? How many AFC championships? Two, right? Didn't he go to two in a row? Well, he didn't win the championship. No, he went to he two went to AFC the championship, championship game. games. That's his, what I meant. I believe his first yeah. two seasons as a starter. What I meant he is did that go. he led them to the championship game of the AFC. He yeah, did. He but didn't go to the Super Bowl. That's before he got broken sideways by the NFL. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't even that good then. Uh, he was he was a good game manager, an Alex Smith-type quarterback. He could get it done. He could make just enough throws to, and count on his defense to make the plays for I him. I think Alex Smith is a better quarterback than that guy. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. How many AFC Championship games has Alex Smith played in? Zero. Okay. But he didn't have the dominating defense either. Didn't he? Not better no. than the Jets of those two years? No, not really. I mean, it, maybe if Justin Houston doesn't get hurt last year and miss, I'm just saying, you know. I give the Chiefs more credit than you do. Apparently, <laughs> well, I would say they had a good defense. Uh, they had a they had a rookie cornerback, and they had a I think yeah, they had a bunch of several rookies playing on defense, not uh, injuries. So there you go. Well, I was just outraged. Four and twelve for the Lions seems absolutely insane to me. This is a team I see growing. I see, and their their, their whole response was the reason why they won't they'll be four and twelve this year because they lost Calvin Johnson. Okay, didn't mention they picked up Marvin Jones, and they also pointed out the fact they lost Manny Ramirez, who was a below average starting offensive lineman, and Joyke Bell, who was terrible last year because he was injured the whole year. And I love Joyke Bell. They lost Manny Ramirez, and who's going to make up all those home runs that he hit? Manny Wood. We lost Manny Wood. (laughs) I'm just saying, bad job, pro football, focus. This is minimum. I think this is we're looking at an eight or nine win team that's going to push for a playoff spot. It's going to beat Chicago twice again and at least go three and three in their own division. I think they'll at least win six, seven games. 
I don't think four, four or five. Four or five seems embarrassing. Seems when Vegas puts him at seven, your analytics should be better than that. I mean, let's say Matt Stafford got hurt. In the if first Stafford game. gets hurt, then they're going to win four games. Then they could win. Look, like, then they might win ten games. It's the same as the Cowboys last year. If he ten games, is that where you're going yeah, with that? That's right. How dare you? How dare you? No, if if listen, if Stafford, if, but you can say that about almost every uh, pro football team. If their starting quarterback goes oh, down yeah, for, for most sure. of the season, yep. you're going to lose a whole lot of games as a net result. Can't yep. got to keep it real. Thankfully, Stafford is extremely durable. Knock on wood. Who's your backup? Uh, Jake Rudock from Michigan. Oh, no way, he's not the Dan, backup. Is Dan he? Orlovsky. That I think, dude's is not going to make the, the team. Uh, the, Jake the Rudock. Backup. Oh, he's making the team. Oh my goodness. It's him or. Uh, uh, the dude out of Boise State who's no good. Kellen Moore, I think. Kellen Moore. Is he still around? He's tiny, isn't he? He's not good at quarterback. Yeah. But anyway, that's my rant about pro football for focus. We got to talk some uh, TV. Okay. If I can make I my like words t- come I out. I like the TV. I like the televisions. Are we oh, talking we're... about The Bachelorette? Let me check my notes. Yes. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers' brother's on it. So Thank you. Uh, you've been pushing for this for weeks. We are not talking about The Bachelorette. Jordan Rodgers. We've got to analyze his every move. Uh, here's the deal. He's a bad man. I'm going to save that for your, uh, By your the way, there's another uh, podcast. There's another, you know, Stephen A. Smith always says that about, uh, he always says that about Aaron Rodgers, right? He's a bad man. That's another Ali reference. That's another Ali line. That is correct. Yeah. I'm a bad man. I miss a Muhammad Ali already. Ali, man. He man. was like one of those guys like Yogi Berra. He has like a million quotes attributed. And attributed to him, the that, difference that are his. is Muhammad Ali actually said the stuff that he's attributed to. Well, Yogi Bear said a lot of it too. I mean, you, you, we have clips of him saying, but I'm just saying it's a similar thing, you know. Uh, let's just say they're quotable people. They're quotable people. That's yeah. It. You ready to talk television? Yes. After three seconds of Cecilie Noel and the Wild Clams. Okay, we're going to talk TV in a sec here, but me and Brent during the break had a disagreement. Shrimp. Weird. Shrimp. What do you guys think about shrimp? Shrimp is delicious. It is dude. the most overrated of the proteins. I don't even care. You said you don't like what the head's on. I don't I care. Need it I will take heads the heads on. off and suck the brains out of the head. That is disgusting. Yep. That is horrifying. Oh, no, that's delicious. I try not to live my life as if I'm living in a Saw movie. <laughs> I don't need to do that. I do that, and I'm just like, I'm doing this to you. I'm absorbing your soul by eating your brain. Do you have the quickening a little bit each time? That's it's just a right. little baby quickening. It's like a <laughs> uh, little jolt every single no, but, time. Uh, t- but shrimp are delicious, too. They cost way too much money. You never get enough of they're them. They're not as expensive. And they're not as, as tasty think, yeah. as, say, like a good steak is. And it always costs more than a steak. Ah. <sighs> Gosh, I don't or know. Nice I mean, chop. I do think that I do think that all three of those things that you mentioned are really, really delicious. Yeah. But if I'm in the mood for like kind of shellfish thing, shrimp or crab or lobster, I mean, they're all really great. I but... like a good lobster bisque, but uh, I'm not a seafood fan. I think to begin with, maybe yeah. I should preface. So maybe that's what it is. You don't like seafood, but it's also just like, it costs too much, and I find them usually they're like kind of rubbery. Uh, that, that, means co- you, uh, that means you're not getting them cooked well. Shrimp cocktail, you're, I think, is extremely you're, you're getting, overrated getting, appetizer. Getting like the, sh- the, the cheap shrimp. I guess. It's like the fro- pre-frozen shrimp and stuff. They're That's... pretty pricey for being the cheap shrimp, though. No. I'm Are you talking just about like saying. the mega prawns, the giant ones, or I like the small those. ones? No, no, those not the ones. great, dude. Ugh. Ugh. So Especially if you go to one of those places and they grill them. They get a little char on them. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, not for me. Yeah. I'll, I'll enjoy a nice well, a nice uh, 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 filet mignon. Guys, if you needed one more reason to know that Ray is just 
generally wrong about things in life, <laughs> doesn't like shrimp. Anyway, Game of Thrones is a television show that we've been watching, and not a very uh, not a very happening episode this time. A whole lot of fallout from the uh, the religious uh, people joining the throne. You should name this episode "Ray Doesn't Like Shrimp." <laughs> Done, <laughs> and then just see what people say. There it is. Ray hates shrimp. Um. I was happy to see the return of the giant statue from Bravos. Yes, it was beautiful with the broken sword. We saw him from behind this time. Yep, yep. How'd you feel about the other characters we met? One returning, one new. Pretty much they, the whole episode was about them. Who was the guy with spaghetti on his head? Um, uh, spaghetti on his head? <laughs> yeah, look, melted spaghetti on his head. Oh, the guy who's got the grilled cheese sandwich stuck to his face? Was it a grilled cheese sandwich or was it spaghetti? Oh, you know, it could be mistaken or one maybe like the spaghetti. Other. Somebody took like a spaghetti squash and it's like, who smashed that over your head? Hey, clean your face, dude. Hey, man, clean your face. We have a creek right over there. Thank you. Woodsman. Oh, you know it as a crick. Thank oh, I you. believe that was actually the hound who I said on our show last year, not dead, and you told me I was wrong. I did not. You told me I was no, wrong, I you slapped me in the face, no. and then you peed on me. And now who's uh, the better for it? Two of those things were correct, <laughs> but I didn't say you were wrong. <laughs> uh, I absolutely said, if you d- in Game of Thrones, like most of these shows, if you don't show a character getting killed, or at least probably getting mm-hmm. killed... Uh, they're not oh, so, dead. So you believe that not Stannis Baratheon is uh, No, alive. because I believe Brienne of Tarth is capable. Uh, here's the deal. Unlike what happened with the Hound, where she knocked him off a cliff and then we lost him. Oh, yeah. She was actually there turning the knife, and we got... I trust that she finished that job. Mm-hmm. He had nowhere to go. Yeah, clearly, based on what we've seen subsequently, Arya's not good at killing people. She's not. <laughs> She's clearly not. She's also pretty dumb. She runs away from the Assassin's Guild... She runs away from the Assassin's yeah. Guild and then gets tricked by the kindly old woman routine. Yeah. She's the worst. Yeah. How dumb is Arya Stark for falling for that stupid ruse? That was so bad. The millisecond you heard somebody she be like, no, okay. excuse me, young girl, you're like, run for your life. That made no, that, that, I gotta say, that made absolutely no sense because the whole scene there, she's running around paranoid, 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 old lady, Excuse me, <laughs> looking exactly like the old lady, the old witch from exactly. uh, Snow White with the poison apple. It's true. <laughs> she had the wart on her nose and everything. And all of a sudden she's like, yes, how may I help you, old lady? Oh, no, it turns out you're an assassin who can take the face of anybody. Yeah, who been... knew you could even do that? Oh, wait, you've spent the last six months training with that. She could have at least uh, disguised herself as like a, you know, like a prepubescent girl, you know. Stab, stab, throw off maybe, bridge. Maybe looks blind or something. And I, I'm actually kind of mad at the assassin chick, too. Really? Again, what did I say in the moment ago? In Game yeah. of Thrones, you got to find the body. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. She fell in the river. Aren't Must these, be dead. Aren't these people supposed to be experts at killing people? Aren't you a trained assassin? You don't double tap that just to be oh, sure? Just, just in the just in the stomach. That's all I need. Two in the stomach. Oh, she's in the water? That'll Clearly kill she's dead. Yeah, salt water won't kill those I'm off to eat wounds. some shrimp. I'm off to eat some shrimp. <laughs> Stop with your overrated <laughs> shrimp. I believe ye old shrimp fest is going on now. Would you like to buy some oysters? <laughs> Arya Stark is the absolute worst. And then she stumbles through the town, not saying anything, not really even looking for help, with open stab wounds to the gut. Okay, how does she possibly... I know she will, but how does she possibly survive this? Oh, because she's tough, because she's an assassin now, Brent. Isn't that how we're oh, supposed to... She's just, like, bleeding out big uh, time, she's though. She's human garbage. That's you all know what I mean? She's right bleeding now. out big time. So she's how does the she, worst. How does she survive this? I mean, honestly, is someone going to, like... Is the, is the, one, the only thing I can see is, like, the one guy somehow saves her. The guy a who owns deserve, the ship. A girl deserves another life. No, I think the guy who owns the ship sees her bleeding out, says, hey, I never actually got that sweet, sweet money. 
I'm going to tend to your wounds so I no. can get paid. He would just take the money from her and then throw her back in the... Well, he doesn't know where the money back is. Back in the river. She's got it with her. What are you talking Maybe about? Maybe she does. She might have stored does. it somewhere. She doesn't have anywhere to live. Don't worry about that. He doesn't know that. Yeah, but wouldn't isn't that what he would do first? Check. Do you have the money? Oh, no. Okay, maybe I'll save you. <laughs> I just feel bad for what happens when Arya Stark goes to Starbucks. And they say, uh, what should we put on the cup? And she says, a girl has no name. Yeah. I stole that joke, and I don't care. It's funny to me. I'll, I'll just straight out own it. I Carlos Mencia'd that one. Do you feel good about that, Brent? Uh, about the joke or are you stealing it? A little bit of both. I don't feel good about either. <laughs> hey, at least I'm owning it right away, oh, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm not yeah. pretending. Yeah. And do you, did you feel weird about Ian McShane showing up and smiling and being a happy guy who's just loving life? And uh, Well, what I felt weird about was like, oh, Ian McShane, so he's going to be on for a while. Yep. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nope, he's not. Nope, that was it. Is gets... that where we are in Game of Thrones? Like, people are so, like, big-name actors like that will come out and just do one episode? Is he still a big-name actor, though? He did but, Deadwood, and what else has he done besides I'm, that? Like, yeah, he played a I'm villain saying, in, like, like, a kid's he's movie? A known, he's a known actor, though. He's a known you know great I mean? actor. He didn't drop one CSer and anybody. Didn't call anybody a curse word that I remember, so I'm very upset. But also, these villagers, I understand they're pacifists and all. Those three dudes on horses massacred the whole village and just, like, that was it? They just took it? Yeah. Weird. Well, maybe it wasn't just those three guys, though. Maybe they rolled through with, like, the rest yeah, of the Yeah, maybe. Bossy. Maybe. I, I like the fact the Hound is going to go whale on him, though. Hound just is like, God dang it. Grab like, the axe, like when, kill him. The guy's like, you guys got any horses? And as soon as that was said, I'd be like, as soon as they leave, we need to run. Yeah. He's like, uh, we got food. Would you like to come for dinner? He's like, nah, I'm good. And I think I'll eat you. <laughs> I think I'll eat you. You think they're cannibals? Is that the Whatever the happened rumor to those cannibal dudes? Don't worry about that. Whatever, Whatever happened to half cannibal- the people who showed up in Game of Thrones? Cannibal dudes. And then we, we uh, the other cool thing about the episode, Theon Greyjoy looks like he might start being a man again. His sister Not talked, beat some life into him. It was just like, drink this whiskey. Or was it, it ale? Figuratively, but not literally. Not literally. Yeah, he cannot be a man again. literally going yeah, to be. It's literally impossible. Uh, maybe, the says, maist, maybe the maester could do some magic. Maybe the, the Lord of Light. Let me ask you this question, Brent. Could the Lord of Light bring his uh, dingle back to, mm, to life? Maybe. Uh, you, you were in the Navy. Yeah. How many times did you have that exact same conversation when you, you were on either side of it where the person's like, I just don't feel like drinking anything, and you handed them the glass and goes, you will drink this. Man up. I will say that. Tell me that that never happened. I will say that that's happened to me more or less a thousand times. Thank you very much. <laughs> Here's the deal. I wasn't in the Navy, and that's happened to me at least a thousand Thank times. Thank you. Usually I'm on the, uh, the, the, the her side of it, though. Right. Because I'm an enabler, Brent. Yeah, I believe that. Spoiler alert. Did you, how do you feel about that? Do you think Theon's back? Do you think he's ready to like uh, do some good stuff? I think he's about to get murdered in a terrible way. Oh, no. Yeah. I kind of feel that way too now that yeah. you said it. Until you said it, I didn't feel that way, and now I totally do. Because, you know, anytime somebody's like, I'm going to change, now you're going to die. Well, by change, you mean you're about to get killed. And then the other good thing that it's happened. Like, what? Do you expect me to change? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you, you to, to die. die. <laughs> uh, Jamie Lannister running the siege on that castle. That was interesting. I'm interested by that. I also like the fact the guy came out and talked to him, heard what he had to say, was basically like, bleep you, I don't think you can do it. And I'm disappointed in you. I can't wait for that dude to die. I feel let down by you, Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister is going to have this guy's head on a spike in one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is not a siege that's going to take going very to long. He's going to beat that guy to death with his wooden hand. He's going to cut off the guy's hand, attach his wooden hand to the guy, and then punch him in the face repeatedly with it while shouting, why are you hitting yourself? Yeah. That's <laughs> what Jamie Lannister is going to do. This guy has no chance at all. Oh, yeah. This guy is done. Yeah. 
that that wall falls tomorrow. Yes. That was just what was that guy thinking? I feel so strongly about it. I'm I like not... I like the power play he made at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, because clearly, I don't think you're going to do it. If somebody says we're going to kill somebody and they just don't do it, they're not going to do well, it. Well, when they don't do it the first time and yeah. they say no, we're really going to do it the second time, you already know not to believe them. Right. I feel so strongly. Jamie Lannister is going to win this siege. I'm not convinced it won't happen in between episodes. Yeah. <laughs> like we're just going to come back and the castle hey. will be down. The, the first part of the episode's like, hey, where's the blackfish? Oh, he's dead. Oh no, he died. He died by Thursday. Oh, he, here's his head. It's been rotted for a week. <laughs> Welcome Thank back you. to Sunday Game of Thrones. The siege is over. Thank you. I'll put that on the record right now. Uh, no, the more we talk about this episode, though, the more I liked it. I liked the, what we did with the I hounds. Like parts of it. I, I liked Ian McShane. I enjoyed seeing Arya get stabbed repeatedly. Uh, what about uh, uh, they went to, oh, where was it? They went to the uh, Mormont house. Jon Snow. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. The big. Oh, I'm sorry. The most important thing of the episode. Me glossing over it. Jon Snow begging for help and talking to the 10 year old uh, lady Mm -hmm. of the house. She was kind of good. How poised was that queen? She was really good, right? Did you like when the one time the advisor, the Meister, turned over and she just raised her hand? She's like, I got this. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. You're 10 times the leader Joffrey ever was. Thank you. Dear, and you're a hundred times the I leader bet, of the, what the king is right I bet now. She's better, a better torturer than Joffrey was too. Oh, she flays people alive. And I also enjoyed the part where they're begging, they're begging, and finally they're like, they talk some sense into her. She's like, "All right, you get sixty-two men." Yeah. In my head, I was putting together what's the appropriate number here, like a thousand, yeah, two thousand men. She's like sixty-two, and I went. But shouldn't they have already known that that was a small house? I mean, here's the deal: all they're looking for is allied names. Yeah. They don't really like they're trying to build a force here. This is like George W. Bush's like coalition of the willing that consisted of like the seven smallest countries you've ever heard of against Iraq. Look, we got Liechtenstein up in here. <laughs> we got this on lockdown. We got Rwanda. We got Liechtenstein. We got Monaco. We got Monaco on blast right now. They're sending us three whole troops. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yep. So it reminds me of. That's the, that's the coalition. We got the District together. of Columbia. Dude, and I don't even care that that's America. Yeah. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> Guam. Did I mention Guam's we on board, ladies island, and gentlemen? Island. We've got Fiji. Fiji. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Who's calling? Haiti. Uh, Haiti's got, on board, folks. We got the independent state of Vatican City. Vatican City has pledged their verbal support. No troops, but they're on board. I know they have zero birth rate. I don't believe that's true. Uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm just saying, John Snow's force. When he went to that castle, and the guys were just like, uh, "Really, come back to us when anybody actually is actually supporting you." Thank you. And then Sansa Stark's like, "I thought you pledged to House Stark," and he's like, "Yeah, I did. I don't see him in front of me." <gasps> Slam! Yikes! 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 And here's the deal: don't think that guy was wrong. He wasn't wrong. I mean, he's pragmatically being smart, but he's yeah. also going against his word. It's fair. So let's talk about Preacher really quick, because we only got a few minutes left okay. over here. Uh, Preacher, I love Preacher, and I hate Preacher at the same time. Hmm. I've mentioned it before. As a fan of the comic, there are so many things I like. I like the portrayal of Arseface. Mm-hmm. He's great. The Sheriff Root character is very good. The guy they have playing Cassidy is crazy. I don't know where this guy came from. I heard a story that he Skyped his audition from his mom's basement because he's one of these guys who's lived an interesting and weird life. And the producers were like, well, we're obviously not going to take the guy who Skypes from his mom's basement. And then after the interview, they said, well, I guess we're taking the guy who Skyped in from his mom's basement because he's wonderful. 
Uh, and and I even like Dominic Cooper. He's the portrayal isn't quite what I want out of Preacher. It's a little off, but it's good enough. Good enough for Ray. Yeah, he doesn't seem quite like mean enough or something or rough enough he doesn't seem quite rough enough he's a little too goofy and i think that's my one take on the show preacher it's a goofy show but the idea behind it is that it's a goofy insane world that's happening around these characters who are trying to keep their poop together there's some problems with it but i don't think dominic cooper is one of the biggest i do not think so at all like i say my 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 complaints with dominic cooper are very like they're tweak they're very minor uh compared to my problems with tulip you don't, yeah, you don't like Tulip. Huh? I don't like Tulip at all. I like the actress, what she's doing. She but, is a wonderful actress, but, but it's kind of not the Tulip that we've read about in the comic book. In my brain, the take on the character is wrong. Yeah. Clearly, this lady can act. She's yeah. wonderful. She's great. She looks good. She's a great actress. Her southern accent is a little terrible. Yeah, that's not great. I'll it's not good. Um, oh, it's supposed to be, you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It's not a good southern accent. Yeah. It is, it is not good. I, it takes me out of the moment when you she know, says she's, things. She's from Alabama. She's from Ethiopia. She's from Alabama. Don't you even try. <laughs> she's from Ethiopia. And, uh, and her whole take is, Tulip is a, it, when we meet Tulip in the comics, she is a broken character at one of the lowest points in her life. And kind of a loser. And a loser. She loses all the time. Her life is spiraling out of control. The Tulip in this show always wins, is sassy, wacky, well, comical. Well, she's down and out. It, it's kind of weird because she's all down and out but she's also we always see her winning she wins constantly you know how, what i mean how could she win these poker how could games she be down and out if she's winning all the time yeah how could she win so much money at these poker games own the brothel that she's hanging out at get a room for free because everyone likes her and have so many problems in her life mm-hmm. like it just doesn't make sense why does she need to do this job clearly all she has to do is play more poker and yeah. she's gonna get paid yeah Obviously, the job has to be something personal and not about the money. I would hope that at least that's the reveal. Because if it's just a bank job or something silly like that, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with her, at least. Oh, okay. I'm not done with I'm going to watch the show. I've already pledged to watch the show all the way through, and I enjoy the show. There's a lot to like about the show. That fight scene in the church. The fight scenes they've been doing are, have been really well incredible. done. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, how about the part with the chainsaw and the, and the arm gets ripped out of the uh, socket? That was, that was right out of Evil Dead, right? It was right out of Evil yeah. Dead. That's why I loved it. The chainsaw is the teeth are slowly pulling it towards unconscious Jesse Custer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Cassidy like crawls over and like that was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, it was, that part's great. I think the Cassidy parts and the fighting parts have been well, actually the two best fighting scenes have been Cassidy in the plane. In both of them, yep. Cassidy in the church. That yeah. is hundred percent correct. Uh so what do you make of the Saint of Killers? What do you think of that whole segment? Um you know what? I, I the Saint of Killers is such a weird character and so He's so dark. Dark. He's yeah. super dark. He's super... I don't know how it's going to be tied in, how they're going to tie it in. Because that, that was... If I was watching it, I hadn't seen the comic book. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you show the guy, and then it says 1881. You're like, right. whoa. I think it's going to be the thing where we see him in vignettes mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of times yeah. before we introduce him. Right. So when we introduce him as a reveal, it's going to be, oh, it's the guy from the vignettes. Mm-hmm. Story-wise, that makes a lot of sense right. to me. Uh, to do it that way and, and show how he, he, he doesn't get he gets uh, slowed down. He doesn't get back with the medicine is in time and his wife and his kid are dead. Spoiler alert. Right. Uh, at least here's the deal. I think that's how it's going to go. I also think Tulip isn't wacky. So what the heck do I know about this show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Um, I really like that scene a lot. I like the character. I like the, the guy who played him was really, really good. I like the take on it. Uh, and then and then there's this weird thing with that corporation. I don't remember this from the comics at all, where they're bulldozing these people's houses. No, that happened. What, I what that was happened. that from? What was there was there was a guy, remember there was a guy that kind of he was the he was the guy that would just run roughshod over the people in the town. Was he the guy with the giant room of meat? 
I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think it's that guy. I thought maybe it was that guy, but I wasn't sure, and I didn't remember his storyline too well. That was Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley, star of Watchmen as Rorschach. Star of the original Bad News Bears. Also star of the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street. Not very good. Yeah. But he's good. But he's great in Watchmen. He's so good in Watchmen. Oh, he's so perfect. Uh, I I, I like that. I'm curious where that character is going to go. Mm -hmm. I'm curious where the whole thing's going to go, basically, because we also had the reveal, and this was strange, because they murder the two people in the church, the guys who've been going to all the different churches where all the different events have been happening. And then Cassidy buries them outside in a a, a, a trunk. Mm -hmm. And then they show up in town right afterwards. Yeah. And say we're from the government, and it's yeah. the same people. It's the same two people, unless are they like clones of them? Are they I doppelgangers? Or are they uh, didn't that wasn't from the comics on any level? Yeah, I don't know. So it was weird. It fits in right with what the show is. Mm-hmm. The tonally, what the show is. Yeah, I don't know. Well, who do you think these people are? I mean, they're. I, I don't know. I, I think don't they're know. from like a shadowy underground conspiracy yeah, organization, like I I, right? I don't. Th- I definitely think they're not from the government. Wherever they said they're from, they're not from. Well, isn't the group called Mosiah? Isn't that yeah. the name of the people in the, right. the, the big like evil uh, conspiracy organization, yeah. the Illuminati, if you will? Mm-hmm. I think they're from Mosiah, if yeah. that even becomes a thing. Could be. Because yeah. I don't even know anymore. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. Uh, I do know that Jesse Custer's about to say yes to this bank job, though. I mean, are we going to see Air Star? I assume that that guy was Hair Star. Which and guy? The, the, guy, the German-looking guy. The taller of the two. I thought it was Hair Star from the first think episode. I good enough. To, I don't know. I didn't think that. Well, here's the deal. It is. I'm real It's clearly not. If I, yeah. Because we saw him get killed, and Hair Star is not a clone. Yeah. Very famously not a clone. Yeah, I was going to say. As terrible things will happen to him over the course of yeah. events of the comics. Yeah. And uh, you feel bad for him, and then you don't feel bad no, for I him. No, I never felt bad for him. I, I thought, felt bad for I, him. I always thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> But at a certain point, you're like, geez, this guy just keeps getting it He's over and over it. again. Life is terrible for this poor guy. <laughs> but it was amusing to me every time. Schadenfreude. We've talked about it before. Schadenfreude! Yeah. Any case, Preacher, what did you think of episode two? Uh, I, got, I liked it better than the first episode. Uh, I liked it less than the first episode. Because uh, there was also the scene with the guy in the bathtub and him breaking into the guy's house, which was a very un-Jesse Custer thing for me. to. I thought he did that. I thought he did that in the comic, though. No. There was a guy that was doing what that guy was doing, and then he I, made him do that. I thought that happened. I don't believe so. I thought it did, well, but maybe I'm wrong. We'll look it up. Go to yeah. the tape. Yeah. Uh, I liked it, didn't love it. Um, there's so many elements I think they do such a good job of, and, the, and then other ones I think they just miss the boat entirely on. Uh, to me, when they miss, they miss big. Yeah. And I think that's what you do with the property that you can't quite do justice to. Right. you got to make uh, concessions at a certain point. And I don't like – some of the things they're doing, though, that I don't like aren't even concessions. They're just willful choices. And the, the, the tulip thing really bothers me. I don't know. I don't know why it bothers me. Uh, I don't even have a problem with the casting, per se. I just wish you could do an effective southern accent. Right. It's, it's the take on the character that I don't like. And, and it just it's grating to me every time she's on camera. I just want her to go away. And I know she's not going to. Yeah. Because she's one of the three main characters of the show. Yep. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But there it is. Okay, guys, we're going to be right back to uh, see what's up after three seconds of Prince. It's Erica Kalora. She's sampling the menu for us at Prince of Peace Fish Fry on Pike Street in Covington. Love this school. It's an unusual school, and I know they'll do well with the money, won't they? And before we get out of town right here, I want to talk about a little show called, show, a little game, video game called The Park. The Park. I heard about it on a podcast. It was supposed to be a first-person horror experience. It's a sports game named after, it basically follows the career of Chan Ho Park. They call him The Park if you're a sports fan. If not, uh, it's interesting, though, because after you pitch a couple of games, it forces you into four years of military service in Mm -hmm. Korea. Really takes a weird left turn there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It is not that at all, Brent. It's not? Oh. No, it is not. You played it. What are you talking about? I would love to play a video game about the life of Channel Park. They should make one. Yeah. They made one about 50 Cent. Why not Channel Park? There you Park? go. Uh, you, all, I, can, you can tell me right now. I want the truth from me. We haven't mentioned this before. I haven't asked you about this. The entire reason you played this game is because you saw it was an easy thousand gamer, gamer score, didn't you? No. Well, you saw I got a thousand gamer score. No, you out told of it. me. You told me. I didn't see it. And then you mentioned it. You went, yeah, Ray, with that thousand gamer score last well, night. Well, you told me it was $12. Uh, honestly, any game that seems kind of really weird, I will play for $12. 100% correct. That's why um, I bought it. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, I don't know if it was worth the $12. I don't think it was worth the $12 at all. And uh, we can go into the reasons why I don't think it was. I think it's, um, I think we should do that. Okay. Uh, here's the deal. It's a first-person uh, uh, game. with. It's a horror game with no action, no real interaction, um, no no choices you have to make. You're just basically walking. It's basically you're walking through a funhouse maze. I think that's fair, right? Yeah. You're walking through a maze. You're just you have different attractions, and then you've got a little cutscene. You there's have really for each not much. That's the thing is, there's really not much in between the attractions. Nothing really at and all. You it's, get on the like a roller coaster, and then you just are on the roller coaster for 15 seconds. Yep, and that's the kind of it. You go through the tunnel of love, and you're in a spooky cave, there's and then a, some there's stuff a, is in there. There's a couple times when they try to kind of spook you, or there are there are spooks that happen. I I played it past midnight with headphones on in the dark because that's the way you got to play those games right right and i enjoyed a couple of scare it gave me a couple of good scares in there that i wasn't expecting and i give it credit for that but uh it's a narrative experience much like the game gone home which i know you have not played yeah um, but it's just a game where you walk around and sort of sort of interact with things was gone home better than that gone home was better than this gone How home much is was that a game could i buy it and play it it's 20 bucks how old is it a couple years old, like okay, 2013. Maybe I'll try that game just to see, so I can compare the two. I really liked Gone Home a lot. Personally, I don't know if it's worth 20 bucks. I also don't think the park is worth 12 Yeah. Um, I would say if you could see it on special for 5 bucks off, yeah. you should scoop it up immediately. Okay. It's a, it's, and let's, who cares? It's 5 bucks. Well, here's the laziest thing about the game is this, okay? Yes. I mean, it was spoiler alert, whatever. I don't care. You shouldn't care if I spoil it. You're not going to play it. And if you, if you are going to play Unless you want it, an easy 1,000 gamer points in 90 in, minutes. In an hour and a half to two hours. If you were yes. a, if you were a, uh, a Achievement whore, which we are, like we are. Yes, um, I'll own it. I'm about to hit 70k, Ray. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Anyway, after you go through all, it basically you, it's a like you said, it's a maze. You go through the amusement park, you go all the rides. Real quick, you, the setup for the game mm-hmm. is you're a mom and your kid's in the car, and your kid left his teddy bear or something. Mm-hmm. So you have to you check it at the office to see it's there. The kid runs into the park at closing time, yeah. and you chase after the kid. Now the guard in there doesn't help you. He just says, "Go get your kid." I'm going to unlock the door for you, and it's a sp- the park turns spooky as you take the escalator ride up to the park, and then everything is dark and evil, and you have to go through the rides trying to ch- chase the tracks of your child. Correct. There's a mechanic of you can shout and hear where your kid is coming from. You really don't use that beyond the first five seconds of the game. Yeah. Do you- I forgot I even had that f- after five seconds yeah. of the game. Yeah, yeah, No one. Uh, so then it descends into you go through all these things in the park, and then all of a sudden you end up back in the way you go into like what is it called the the like there's the, the fun house the fun house and it and but then it it seems like you're in your own house yes it it morphs from a fun house into a normal house and, into sort of like the, you go through these mental breaks kind of Silent Hilly sort of yeah and it's like you're in a, in a you're like in a hospital or something and then you're in a normal house and you keep going through the same rooms well, over but that's and over the thing again is, that's what was kind of really lazy I know what they were trying to do to be smart about it, like oh show time breaks I'm going through my house and the person is mentally breaking down but then you end up going through your same house 
Ten times. Like, I'm like a whole lot of That's times. That's so lazy. It was way too many times. That's so lazy. And it's like the game is only 90 minutes anyway, and the last 30 minutes at least. Once I went through that w- same kitchen area five times, I just blazed through the next five times. I didn't even look for stuff anymore because yeah. I was over it. Well, no, I kept going back and like reading the notes, just hoping that I would get some kind of really weird. And there was some crazy stuff going on, but. Yeah, and then, I mean. But, man, they have such a, that, I got to say. The, the the worst part about the game is they have such a limited view of like what mental illness is. They have a really lame view of what mental illness Thank you. is. It's pretty weak. Yeah. Uh, and then the final end of the game. Like, if, man, this person's so crazy. If I'm reading the game correctly, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. So spoiler alert, end of the game here. Mm-hmm. Uh, she murdered her own child and by putting him in the oven like Hansel and Gretel. See, I just got that she had a knife found. I don't even remember the oven. No, yeah. Remember, they, remember you had to go through the story at the beginning when Tons you could see Hansel Grail yeah. stuff, so clearly the kid was put in the oven. Oh, okay. I didn't get that, but yeah. I just got that she killed the kid, and that the guy who let you into the park is actually like your doctor at the psychiatrist, the, the psychiatrist yeah. at the mental institution. Right. That's the whole thing. So deep, you guys. And the whole thing, yeah. The whole thing happens in the confines of your mind because the happiest time you had with your kid was when you took your kid to the amusement park. And he lost his teddy bear? Hmm. It's weird. I'm just... That's it. Yeah. There's really not much there, guys. Uh, and there are five rides. You can, honest to God, skip every single one of them and blaze to the end of the game yep. if you'd like to. But it's also a thousand achievements that are... I missed one achievement along the way, and it was just a little like th- cut scene that you you click on something during the uh, the bumper car ride, yeah. and that was it. I missed one. Oh, you missed the one with the electroshock thing. Yep, yep. I missed the one where you just walk out of the park. You just leave. Yeah, yeah that was the first one I got. I just saw it. I was like, ah, F this game. I'm out. <laughs> And then I was out, achievement, and then it put me right back there again. So uh, what, what grade would you give the park? Um, a D. D plus. I'll go <laughs> D plus. Yeah, it's not. I appreciate what they're trying to do. I'm glad I bought it. It could, only have, been because really, it could have been really I'd good, like dude. to see what the studio does if they get a little bit of backing behind them and take a little bit more time to do what they're doing. It seemed like so, like they didn't put any effort into like the, like, it was just like, oh, now you go here, and then nothing happens in between. Now you go here, and yeah. nothing happens in between. The game is basically four or five set pieces, mm-hmm. which are all interesting. But they're all like ten seconds long. That's too. correct. And then a whole lot of filler in between it. Yeah. And then that, that fun house scene that feels like it never will end. It's like, okay, we got to the fun house. How much time? we? Oh, we've only used an hour? Oh, we better pad the fun house into a yeah, half exactly. hour. So that so way. This is good for the first of our seven stages. Oh, that's that's it? Crap. Uh, we only have an hour. Pad. Oh, maybe Pad. Should we put a thing where people get stuck in the park for another hour? Yeah, done. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Potential. Potential's there. Didn't quite get it there. It looked cool. It did look cool. But... Visually, it, it was interesting. Yeah. And some of the... Sca- I'll say, there were a couple scary things that happened that sc- spooked me out. There... I think I remember, like, one time when something in the me. In the Tunnel of Love, when I'm t- looking at the mural on the right, mm-hmm. and I turn left, and the glowing-eyed chipmunk is ch- chatting yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was kind of freaky. And then when you're on the, uh, the, 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 the cars going around and around and around, and then all of a sudden you see the big spooky guy who's gigantic kind of, like, leaning down below you, that was kind of spooky. Yeah. I mean, there were some moments. It had its moments. But otherwise, ew. Yeah. I'd rather play Blues and Bullets again. <laughs> Blues and Bullets. I assume over the summer we're going to get episode three, right? I hope so. I'll look it up. Anyway. I need, I need episode six of Minecraft uh, Story Mode. I got to gotta catch up to you. Uh, guys, that's going to do it for the show, though, this week. Uh, thank you for very much for tuning in to 
Ray and Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And uh, we got some contact information. I'm going to blaze through because we're running short on time. Uh, Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. That's how you're going to contact us in the face boxes. Uh, you can hit us on my Twitter at Ray Brent Podcast or at me individually. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And uh, you can always uh, email the show, Ray Brent Podcast at gmail.com. Brent, we have people we want to thank. Who should we thank this week? Got to thank Greg Lopez. Got to thank Greg Lopez, even though we haven't used his jingle in a while. He's a wonderful guy uh, with a wonderful family. Mm-hmm. I'll add his family to the mix. They're wonderful people. Yeah. Got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Got to thank the train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. We want to thank Jordan Monsell, the artist. But what about Jordan Monsell, though? Well, that's who I just said. Yeah. What about Jordan Monsell, though? Should he sell me some art? Should sell you some art. Okay, so go to Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. Monsell, Jordan Monsell. you some art. JordanMonsell.com. Uh, Got to thank our intrepid producer, Dave. No. No. Still don't know why you call him that. Because his name is David Noel, and I yes. use his initials D. No. Wouldn't it be DN? No. Dino. Hey, what's up, Dun? No. You don't use the, you use the, your first initial and you use the first part of their last name. That's how all nicknames are now these days. You know. Is that why you've been calling me the race star? Like, like you should know, you're a uh, Tigers fan. V Mart. His not his, his first letter isn't Mart of his last name. It's not he's not Vima. I call him Vima. Yeah. No, you don't. I call him Vima, an alternative to beer. In the Jonathan 90s. Vima, the linebacker for the Jets. He just took the L out of his name. Great Jonathan job. Vilma. Great job. Anybody else you want to thank this week, Brent? Myself. Why would you thank yourself? trusting my instincts and throwing it out there and making the accurate and bold prediction that Golden State was going to hand the Cavaliers butts to them. Yeah, here's the deal so far. You're right. But there will be a tomorrow. I, I don't care. I don't even care. Like I said, I don't even care if they win the next two games. They're not winning a game at Oracle. That's my prediction. They haven't been competitive there at all. You know what, Brent? You may have been right about some things before, but in this case, you might be right again. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Peace. You're gonna have to drag me.